Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is Hot Takes on Ice, where we typically review whiskey when we haven't spent the entire previous night drinking right. and are far too hungover <laughs> to drink whiskey at 11.30 in the morning yeah. at Origins 2019. Yeah. Uh, we also have a very special guest here today. Yeah, so Patrick from Blue Peg Pink Peg is joining us. You want to yeah. talk a little bit about you and about the podcast? Oh, about me. I don't know what to say about me. Uh, <laughs> I am a dude who does a podcast, so right. I am like Welcome. every other American. <laughs> I feel attacked. But yeah, no, I mean, we, we've been doing uh, Blue Peg, Pink Peg. We are a board gaming podcast. We yeah. focus upon board games as it relates to families, right. kind of. But, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, that's a loose, I mean, it's about relationships, right, yeah. uh, is, is our focus. Um, it's me and uh, what, two of my best friends, well, three of my best friends, one of whom happens to be married to another one of my best friends. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, and we really focus upon the family feature of board gaming. Uh, we've been doing this for six years. Wow. Uh, which is a long time, right? next month. And, um, and really love uh, the community, uh, love all the people that we've seen, but I'm a big fan of your show, love what you guys do. Thank you. I have drawn many a, re a recommendation as to both board games and uh, fine drinking uh, options, we mostly do, beer for me. We um, do drink a beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You guys have an incredible palate. Uh, so I love, I love what you do and your irreverence and your intelligence. And uh, I'm really, really flattered to be on your show. It's cool. a lot of fun. Yeah, we. This is the coolest. So thing that ever. episode just peaked. All right, right. that yeah. was hot takes on ice. Right. We got nothing no, else. We need to disillusion them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just lie for like another thirty. I've minutes. listened to your show. I've been disillusioned right. more than once. <laughs> and yeah. Can we talk about vaporwave? Right now, no, we can't. We're super busy right now. Uh, Big yeah. con. So, anyways, we've been at Origins for four days now. This is day four. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen a bunch of games. We've seen a bunch of themes, like stuff that's starting to happen in the industry. So we're going to do a hot takes here from Origins. Sans booze, so this is the first time ever we've done anything without actual alcohol in our hands. The the, the whiskey podcast without whiskey is right. the hottest take of all. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, have you guys had any whiskey over the last couple of days? There yes. was a. Did you did you go to the bourbon whiskey tasting? Yeah, I think we night? started on we Tuesday did. with a shot of round of fireballs. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. Well, yeah, and then like yesterday we had. We're, we're saving our money life. for board games, so yeah. we're we're it's, drinking on a budget here yeah. at Origins. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we found a place with two dollar Coronas, so we just live there now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Anyways, we're just going to talk about stuff. So we've tried, purchased, demoed like 12 games, I think, so far over mm -hmm. the last few days. But what have you seen? Because you actually are doing like events with Stronghold. That's true, you've yeah. Been doing events with Man vs. Meeple. Yeah, like we had a big, we had a big party. Uh, that was yeah, that meetup was amazing. It, it was, was amazing. It was, yeah. it was, it, we, we, we gave out more games. We gave out half the games at the con, it seemed like. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we had a really great time uh, at that, uh, meeting everybody, hanging out with everybody, hanging out with you guys. Um, so game-wise, um, some things that I've enjoyed. Uh, Watergate by Capstone Games mm. is a two-player game that will be releasing at Gen Con. They have a copy in their demo room, and uh, I've gotten to play it a couple of times. It is a, if you're familiar with Twilight Struggle, mm -hmm. uh, it I've has the same uh, multi-use action, card-driven action, yeah. but the mechanics are streamed down. You're trying to, you're either the press or you're Nixon, and Nixon is awesome. trying to get the momentum on his side, so he's got a clock that he's trying to run out. And then the press has a bunch of connections that they're trying to link up together in order to link at least two of the witnesses to the evidence in order to sort of awesome. establish public sentiment enough against Nixon so that they can't, so that the you know uh, his resignation becomes eventual. And um, it's very deep 
historically, you know, based. It, it, you know, all the major players are uh, potential informants. All of the events, you know, a la Twilight Struggle, yeah. uh, which is about the Cold War era, um, tie into the events that happened during the many years. Uh, and I just had finished listening, listening to Slow Burn, which is a Slate podcast yeah. about, they've got a couple of them, but I just mm-hmm. recently listened to the one about the, the uh, about everything with Nixon and, and Whitewater. And so the context is just really beautiful. So that's a game I've, I've enjoyed that's a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know they were doing Is that just that. two player though? It is yeah. two player, yeah. but that, there's, there's some va- good value in that. You know, I like, um, we you know, obviously with relationships, we focus a little bit upon two player games. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is that has a good depth, but is very accessible. Um, it's, 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 the game set's pretty simple, but when you start thinking about, you know, how you're going to play those cards, it really kind of gets your brain mm-hmm. kind of burning yeah. a little what bit. What was the playtime on that? I would guess, I mean, my plays have been in the 40 minute range, okay. maybe a little on the long side. It's, truthfully, the room where I'm dim- was playing it, it's freezing cold. It reminds me of when I was, I went to law school and, Law libraries are famously freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Like they keep them like mm-hmm. at like twenty five degrees, <laughs> um, and uh, and it felt like that. I was like, oh man, I had flashbacks. So, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, it, it, yes. But it, so it seems. I'm, I'm guessing that's right. But it may have been shorter. Yeah. Because uh, it seems uh, I was like, because right, uh, time slowed down. Yeah, because because everything's my metabolism right. slowed down. That's we how were, cold works. We were like our yeah our, our cards were like going out really 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 <laughs> slow. It's time yeah. for you. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb, you are really into franchise from Queen Games. Yes, I got to demo that and I got a copy from Queen Games. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, I typically, uh, I got kind of burned out on Ticket to Ride and I tend to avoid board games with maps that are just America. Yeah. But uh, the franchise map is like Ticket to Ride got drunk and maybe took some shrooms. It is this <laughs> uh, Christmas light tangle of paths that uh-huh. uh, cost different amounts of money. Um, and so it's a pretty deep economic game. It's very much about choking out your competition. Yeah. Uh, but the more you do that, the less money you make. Right. But the victory condition is influence, not money. Right. right. So uh, it's very much about moving around, choking out competition. But when do you do that? Uh, yesterday we played it again, and Ethan had this like late game fifty point turn that mm-hmm. got him in the lead by like one point. It yeah, was there's super, a ton of depth. It, for an economic game, it's right. very surprising. Right. Really? That's you you, you yeah. play container because part of it is um when is somebody gonna make their move? And then the other part is that uh the board is such a tangle of paths. Like sometimes someone will pop up in a city you're like, how'd you get there? It's like, oh well I went under this and through this and then to that city yeah. and then here. And so it's like visually surprising as mm-hmm. well. So I, I enjoy franchise quite a bit. Yeah, it looks great. Love the board. Haven't played franchise yet. I set that one out. Um, I really wanted to try the Lanterns titles. There's two of them now. So I've seen Lanterns a bunch at Metagames. Never bought it, never played mm-hmm. it. Didn't know if I would like the tiling aspect. Really enjoyed it. We played it a few few times that first day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. But one of the things that's happening here is a lot of people are turning their popular properties into rolling rights. So uh, Renegade and Foxtrot did a Lantern's Dice version uh, in the same way that Queen is about to do a Copenhagen rolling right version. Um, Lantern's Dice is great. Like, I've been looking for yeah, smaller I, I things. I like Lantern's, right. but uh, Lantern's Dice is like a buy. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it, it feels like they started with Lantern's Dice and then broke it down for Lanterns almost. There's so much complexity and depth in Lantern, Lantern's Dice, but it fits in your backpack. Because I've really been looking for smaller games we can get to the table more easily because we're doing this 52 games in 52 weeks thing. Right. And that means that some of the like, bigger, heavier stuff, and there's bigger, heavier stuff everywhere on the floor, um, it's just hard to get to the table. 
Uh, and so I picked up Lanterns, Dice, and then Second Chance, which is Hugh Rosenberg's new Roll and Write from Stronghold Games. Both of them have just been like super great plays. Play really well at two. We're going to try Lanterns Dice this afternoon at three, hoping it's really good. Mm -hmm. um, I've been really happy with the small box games here, which is yeah. not what I thought I would come to do. Like buy a bunch of, you know, like paper-sized games. Yeah. It's been great. One thing I haven't done yet is, and maybe you have good input on this, I think I want to buy Dinosaur Island, but I don't know if I want to buy Dinosaur Island. Okay. Uh, don't. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I love the guys. I'm sorry. I love yeah. the guys. Everybody involved in that project are incredible. I love the look yeah. of it. I love yeah. the, the, the everything about that's wrapped around in it. Right. You know, but I found the gameplay to not support all of the stuff. It feels overstuffed. Oh. It feel there are better action selection games out there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I, it's doing interesting things, but I don't like the way that it all interfaces together. We reviewed yeah. it maybe a year ago now, yeah. and it really got a kind of so-so lukewarm review for me. Right. Largely derived, I have to confess, off of my expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it supports everything that goes into it. Yeah. I mean, I would say try it before you buy it, sure. right? Yeah, like yeah. There are a lot of people who are gaga for this game, yeah. who are like, you're wrong. I've heard from most of them, I imagine. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and they they really enjoy it. So I would, you know, I defer to your own experience, sure. but I kind of have a sense of your taste, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I don't know this would be something that would click for you guys. Right. Um, mm -hmm. That said, it's worth trying out, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it, but for me, it's, you know, if you're going to play something that's that long yeah. and then engaged, I can find other options, I think, that would probably be more satisfying sure. for you. you have know? you tried The Banishing yet? No, okay. no, I haven't even seen mm. it. Maybe the most frustrating game I've ever played. I don't know. <laughs> We're four days removed, and I'm still thinking about how mad it made all of us at the table. I, I don't think it, it's I wasn't a design. Mad. I, was... I don't think it's a special design. I think it's got the same grizzled issue. The more people who play it, the less likely you are to win. Yeah. And uh, considering we played the grizzled for two years because we Before were so you beat desperate it. Yeah. to beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I think that's just us. I think See, I'm a big grizzled fan. Though. Yeah, I love grizzled. Yeah, right. it's very much... It's nightmare difficulty hard uh, in terms of... You basically have this three-by-three tableau and you all have these dungeon crawly characters mm -hmm. uh, and you're trying to banish these undead but when you draft cards to get these uh, symbols there's three colors with three different symbols within the colors and each one will trigger a different move on your character sheet so if you do three cards of the same color yeah. you do a move if you do three cards of the same color and the same symbol you do a more special move. Okay. Um, but you're drafting these cards in groups of threes but as you're putting cards out in the tableau you're putting out these undead monsters. So when you have to get your two cards, you'll grab a monster, and that's a wound. Uh, and oh, so it's yeah. this co-op thing. And so like so sometimes it it'll stack be stack up fast. Yeah, sometimes you'll have a nine. Fast. Sometimes you'll have a nine-card grid that's nothing but monsters, and you're like, well, I'm dead now. Like, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I don't know how crazy I am about design. I just know that we're suckers for like, well, you can't win this, and yeah. then we'll be like, yeah, no, you're like, well, I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm hating every minute of this, yeah. but I will play it yeah. until I win. Yeah, yeah I will exactly. hate, I will hate play it one more time before I leave. Absolutely, yeah. I will beat that fucking game. Before we leave. I'll be with her. Use the Spencer. Yeah, yeah that's you exactly right. right. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, we demoed Calico from Flatout Games. And you said you love that. That, that was the really high end. Awesome. It's utterly adorable. It's adorable. <laughs> You've got. Um, I really hope these boards are the production level boards we got to see these like bespoke quilts you're building the quilt by laying tiles kind of like heaven and nail style tile laying mm -hmm. uh, around specific entities that will give you bonuses you can put buttons on those tiles once you score them and you're trying to attract cats to the quilt Mm -hmm. And that's how you score points. But cats only go for certain colors, yeah. or certain patterns, yeah. or certain arrangements. And 
if it's like all four, it's going to be worth more points because right. there's an advanced variant. And it, I mean, it's going to do so much business. It's the, gonna crush. The, the cover alone, yeah. like, is just yeah. so adorable. It's so cats are bigger. cats are having a moment for sure. Cats are it's, having it a was moment. a slow build, but they're starting to. There's another stack of cats. Is another game that mm-hmm. is yes. everybody's buzzing about. Um, and it, uh, this is a game that I think is, as of last I heard, was number three on the hotness list for the con. And this is a guy who doesn't have a booth. He's just floating around, playing with people. So I'm going to try to get together with him. But I've heard from people who I, who's, who's, uh, whose opinions I trust yeah. that it's something we should check out. I don't know anything about it. I, I just heard, go check out Stack of Cats. Really? But oh. it's a cat-themed game. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's There's definitely... Isle of Cats, too. Yep. Uh, Call of Cthulhu as the RPG yep. is still the number one seller at IGD and booth like for the four. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cats are big, baby. It flies off the shelves, yeah. Other things that are really big. Um, dinosaurs. <clears throat> I see dinosaurs everywhere now, speaking yep. of Dinosaur Island. So part of it could be because I've been milling around the Pandasaurus booth, like thinking about Dinosaur Island. They also now have Doolasaur Island, which mm-hmm. is a two-player. But I've seen Dino Dice, I've seen Dino Draft, I've seen Dino something else. Dino Genesis, like, yes. uh, Triassic Terror. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there, there's another one too. There's Build Your Own Dino, there's uh, the Bone Wars one, I can't remember right. what that's yeah. called by Ape. Uh, there's, yeah, there's several dinosaur, there are many others. I'm, I'm, we're, right. we're, we're forgetting some as we sit here. But yeah, dinos are definitely, I think, candidly, Dinosaur Island sort of blew things up when right. it had success everybody was like all right i got my di- this game unthemed i'm gonna theme it dinos yeah. and i think a lot of yeah. dino things kind of came to it is weird how i think there's a part of collective unconscious in the industry where things just happen but then there's also people respond like yeah, they see sure. trends em- emerging and they want to get in on that yeah and i think it, like you mentioned uh lantern's dice which is looks like a great game to me yeah. as well and I think it's going to have, uh, you know, I like the fact that you can play on every turn. Like, everybody yes. gets to do something on mm-hmm. each round. Yeah. But obviously, roll and rights are big. And I think yeah. those are a reaction. There was no unconscious yeah, awareness. Yeah, people chase mechanics, but yep. sometimes themes are just, like, there. Yeah, they just happen. Yeah. It's like yeah. we're all... For sure. Something <clears throat> in the zeitgeist is, like, kind of triggering stuff up. And it's weird if you think about, like, what gestates it, right? Because it yeah. takes a year plus two years for a game best, you know, the shortest, to yeah. get to market. Yeah. And so you always kind of, I always want to look back and be like, okay, what was happening three years ago that got everybody thinking about X? Right. Or got everybody thinking about Y, right. you know? Maybe uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah, oh, probably. Yeah, 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 but, sure. yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. I wish this was good. I'll yeah. make a board game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, to fulfill it. Wish Great. fulfillment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that, um, you guys spend a lot of time in RPG stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you see the same kind of um, leader follower mentality in terms of like mechanics and or themes in the same way like walking through the floor has been the last few days following this dinosaur bit? Uh, I don't I don't know. Um, people, it might be the reverse. Like thematically. Oh. Yeah. Um, if something takes up space and nobody else wants to touch it. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it could be well, that. There, there, like themes do. There are there is that that follow the trend thing. Like, um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you could see Zweihander, uh, like going after uh, Warhammer Fantasy Space, and sure. then Warhammer's like, oh, now we have a new edition, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, you certainly see like in general trends like indie 
uh, queer themed uh, RPGs or storytelling games sure. are su suddenly like being noticed out there. But, but I see chasing mechanics more often in the RPG space than I do chasing themes. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. everything will be apocalypse world. Oh, a couple yeah, of years yeah. ago, everything was fate. Right um, now, it's going to be Forge in the Dark, Blades in the Dark. Yeah, system. now now we're moving towards everything's going to be the Blades in the Dark system. Mm -hmm. uh, people are putting out constant hacks of those systems. Sure, and yeah. then, I mean like the RPG crash was just everything is a D twenty glut book. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's the RPG space. They do they do like mechanical all in on new systems. Yeah. Do you think uh, uh, one thing I've noticed else. like as a sitting out on the side watching the RPG space from a pretty from a bit of a distance, but yeah. but still interested, you know, and intrigued. Yeah. I've noticed a lot of more whimsy in RPG. Is that yeah. something that I'm just now noticing, or is it emerging? No, it's definitely. More? Um, you like again these sort of indie storytelling games, especially like people don't want. Uh, there is still obviously a market for grim dark stuff. I mean, Games Workshop still exists. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, like you see a lot of people who are wanting like yeah whimsical games, like games about hope and games no thank about, you evil. Yeah, you know, uh, no thank you evil. Well, again, there's a ton of these games like uh, mm. like hey, this is anime theme, but about like those. Like cutesy uh, or Studio Gilby kind of like anime, mm -hmm. not right. like you know the ones with all the blood and the the killing. So yeah. Well, I, yeah. You know, I read something recently that talked about there's a movement within the sci-fi community, right, mm -hmm. where they believe they they've sort of come to believe that maybe our writing is inspiring sort of the movement, like you know, like culture is following mm -hmm. us. Oh, hope punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so they're like they're wanting to build stuff that's more aspirational, <clears throat> right. that's utopian as opposed to dystopian. Sure. Yeah, like yeah. Jim Stanley Robinson, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, with the idea, and I mean, like seriously, that's like, definitely that that's definitely is happening uh, in, in the, the RPG space. Mm -hmm. In in I would say the indie sector, like the traditional games, like the big phone book size game market. I think they're still. Um, yeah, they're like Paizo's just putting out Starfinder instead of Pathfinder. They're just doing like let's do sci-fi but with the same mechanics. Yeah, uh, and shoot space goblins. And um, so yeah, I, I mean, but I think that's because the indies are the innovative ones. I think big companies probably in the next few years are probably going to follow the indies in that regard. Yeah, so yeah. Like, and then a lot of that slice of, slice of life RPG I'm noticing too, like yeah. you know the the revisiting you know kids uh, on bikes yeah kids on bikes yeah. Uh, Tales from the, the, the party Tales, at, yeah. at, at such an, I can't think of her name's house uh, <laughs> Tiffany Burrell's house yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Um, these sort of like interesting well yeah things. like uh, Stranger Things certainly led to that uh, because then you literally get a kids on bike RPG you also get Tales from the Loop. Uh, which the artwork is now. What game been. did we play that was basically just like recreate your own version of Empire Records? Uh, damn um, the man save the music. Yeah, damn the man save the music. That's yeah. Fun. I, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, other mechanic that I've seen over and over and over again. Uh, Burke and I were walking around the other day, and it felt like we saw like four of these games in a ten foot radius. Um, Tetris. There's Tetris. Oh, tile. The tile, tile placement. Polyanimo. Yeah. yeah. There's like there's tile Tetris style tile placement everywhere uh, at Gen Con or Origins right now. See, I wonder if that might not be Zeitgeist because that's an old mechanic. I mean, you've Rose, Rosenberg's doing that for decades, right? But, but uh, yeah, it's uh, a Heil, which looks very fun. And yeah, I love the art of that game. Yeah, the art of that game is gorgeous. Um, Copenhagen, that's Copenhagen, what Queen Caligo's got a tile place. Well, a di yeah, yeah. dice. Uh, the the garden uh, lantern dice, lantern has, dice a, has, a, has a polyamory yeah, feature yeah, to it. Yeah, uh, uh, and I love games. Second chance. Second chance. Yeah, yep. I find, I find, I, I I find really those like deeply satisfying, but yeah. I, I do worry if people are like, 
I think that might just be zeitgeist. I don't think that's people chasing because, like, it would have been a while ago. Well, right? it's been interesting to me. So, like, the Roland Wright thing definitely took off a while back, and I know that, like, Gunshone Clever, like, really kind of led some of that, and now there's Doppelt So Clever, and there are a ton of clones around that here now. What's interesting to me about, like, Lantern's Dice, maybe about Copenhagen, is that we're finding other ways to add new mechanics into tile placement. So it's not just, like, flip a card, place a tile. It's, like, roll dice, place tiles. Uh, make connections, then place tiles. Set collection, then place tiles. So it feels like we're coming up with a new way to manifest other mechanics, and the new manifestation is put a tile on the board. And so I think I'm really interested in that relationship. How can we take other mechanics and make tile placement the effect of that? Yeah, my thinking on that is, right, so games, I think, want to explore different spaces as far as different styles of intelligences, right? Sure. You know, I mean, to, that's an old kind of pedagogical sort of thing, but, you know, it, it, the idea still holds, right? In that, you know, there's spatial relationships are kind of something that people are exploring now, you yeah. know, and I think that there's something to be said for the fact that, like, as people look at, like, different ways that people can interface and engage intellectually with a thing, yeah. you know, we've got the mathy stuff, we've got the tactical stuff, we've got the logical stuff, you know, now I think the polyamylose is kind of a first sort of emergence and sort of trying to get more deeply into sort of how can we make spatial intelligences or, you know, spatial relationships be more prominent right. within games. And, you know, I think that, you know, hopefully that's the first sort of phase of that. I'm yes. hoping that there are people can come out and come up with other ways right. of making that kind of work out and, mm -hmm. and do cool stuff with that. Yeah. Um, you know, because, again, the Tetris dice is a very simplistic, puzzly feature. Right. Like how, do yeah. we, how do we add another layer to that? I, yeah, mm -hmm. I haven't seen anybody do it to the complexity of, say, like uh, Feast of Odin, which yeah. is essentially like nice. Baron Park on crack. Right. Um, Indeed. But yeah, yeah, a lot of people are just making that mechanic the be-all, end-all of the game. Right. I, I don't see it being incorporated into a lot of... Uh, you know, worker placement are different stuff, like like it originated in. That, yeah, so. And that's why I think I'm kind of interested in Lantern's Dice, for example, because the tile placement, the polyomino bit, um, that's the last action you take after you've done 10 or 12 other things over the course of three or four turns. Right. And so it's the effect of having done all of the other mathy kind of stuff. Uh, and it also has a, has a different mechanic that I've not seen a lot of. Burke called this out earlier, and it kind of like struck me. Uh, table orientation. I've not seen a lot of that in the past necessarily. Though but that is happening. I'm that, seeing more and more of that. This is happening. has it. Yeah. Uh, Lanterns has it. Lanterns Dice has it. Um, where you're sitting at the table or your ability to manipulate how other people are sitting at the table and what choices they can make because of that. That's something I've seen more of at Origins, and I think that's a really, really cool addition yeah. to some of these games. Yeah, Kamisama does that. Yes. Uh, Scaraba by Blue Orange mm -hmm. does that. Yeah. Um, also with the polyominoes. Yeah. Um, right. By the way, don't sleep on that title. It's a great family title. It's it's mm. sort of kind of fell under the radar last oh. year or, or so, but it's uh, it's a fun fun little game if you're into that kind of puzzly stuff. Uh, what, the, what did we demo the other day? The Tuuki, the speed tuki. spatial. Yeah, yeah. Tuki, yeah. yeah uh, dexterity game with speed. So you're racing other people. I forget who does Tuki. It's kind of like a bigger company. Oh, it's uh, it's uh, next move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Uh, and uh, yeah, you're flipping over a card, and then you've but got the these cards orientation determines how you're yeah how you're stacking against dexterity space, blocks yeah. functionally. Uh, and there's white blocks on the table that act as negative space. Yeah, so the, you the, the, like the snow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was kind of like an interesting thing. I'm not super crazy about dexterity games, and I'm definitely not crazy about racing. So for, I just don't know that that's like necessarily yeah. what I'm looking for. But again, it's how do we add complexity to simple mechanic that is dexterity game. Mm -hmm. Speaking of next move and or plan B games. 
you also were able to get a copy of the new Century, New yes. World. Yeah, we've I'm not opened it give yet. It a shot. Yeah, but it looks insane. We walked yeah. by a couple demo tables. Have you played it yet? I haven't. I saw they were playing it. Uh, some friends of mine were playing it uh, last night, and I checked in with them, and they were far enough into it to have a sense of it. Mm -hmm. The definitely it is next level, right? You know, right. like each of those iterations of the Century line uh, kind of evolved that gained in yeah. complexity and it looks like this is the kind of the culmination of that yeah. in a very significant way. Um, I'm intrigued by it. Um, I enjoy Century and and Eastern Wonders. Eastern Wonders yeah. 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 I enjoy both of them. They're not like they're not innovating enough for me to be right. quite yeah. honest with sure. you. Uh, there are a lot of other things that do similar things in the in a way that works for me. I, mm -hmm. I like them separate in that sort of middling space. Yeah. So they're like I'm not wowed by them. I actually don't care for uh, Eastern Wonders and Spice Roads combined. I think it makes it a little I too agree. clunky. I agree. Um, so I'm kind of interested if like maybe this will up it to a complexity level like where I want to set off that much time. Yeah. Uh, whereas uh, or it might be like I'm never going to do this. I'm just going to play it as his own game for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. A lot of that's actually a trend, right? So we're seeing a little of this kind of single games that that you can play in tandem. The whole uh, Rune Saga oh, yeah. by by mm -hmm. Renegade, also, yeah, yeah, is is doing that, and they're gonna. I, I presume they'll probably do that with the West, with the Western Kingdom yeah. uh, mm -hmm. line as well. Yeah. Uh, and there are others that do that. I can't think of right now where there there's sort of the you can play the game in isolation, but you can also kind of put them all together. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. But I mean, I love raiders. I love shipwrights. Well, mm. shipwrights less so. I love explorers. The tile laying. See, game, and you know, we've not played explorers. Is tight. Really, mm -hmm. it is a really fun little game. It's huh. it's. I mean, for what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but I don't like them together, right? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It feels it feels so. There's no elegance to it, right? I don't think anybody's come up with a way to do that in a way like like you look at legacy games and mm -hmm. you look at like Pandemic, right? Uh, which I think is actually kind of dying out. That's a trend that's sort yep. of not going. That's right. on the wane. Uh, yeah, uh, but like you look at somebody doing that absolutely correctly, like Pandemic Season One, and then you look at like the majority of legacy games that don't fail to do that. I feel like we're backing into that with the modularity. I feel yeah. like everything feels kind of clunky when you do the modularity. Like, let's sell it as different games, it but does. you can't combine it. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think we've had a designer just like, oh, God, that's amazing yet, yeah, in terms of that. But I think Shim Phillips <clears throat> is trying that stuff. Yeah. And it seems, um, so I've not played anything outside of Raiders in that in yeah. that grouping. Love Raiders, though. I think Raiders oh, yeah, great. The most interesting worker placement mechanic I've ever seen. In Have you played it with the expansions? No. Okay. The expansions on that game. Yeah. I'm not an expansions guy. Yeah. Like I'm. If I'm saying they're essentials, there you got to go out and get them. Really? Oh, yeah. So much fun. The Jarls expansion especially adds a really really cool mechanic where you have these Jarls that you can. They come up and you can either defeat them and they you get benefits from them, or you can coerce them and you get them into your raiding party. Oh, nice. And now you've got these big, bulking kind of mercenaries. You know, awesome. working with you. Uh, it's so much fun, and then um, the the other one adds a new mechanic as far as a new currency, mm. where you throw these these long I think it's the long houses, and you throw these giant beer parties, and you can get points from that. And there's also the new quest stuff in there. Those are great. That game is I love Raiders uh, as base, yeah. But like there, it's worth if you enjoy that game, like 
go out and get bit by bit these expansions. Yeah. They're not mm -hmm. that expensive. They're yeah. actually pretty mm -hmm. reasonable. I bet price. they probably have them down at the Renegade. Yeah, yeah, I bet they do too. Yeah, they're they're worth looking at. Yeah. I would pick up Jarl's first. Yeah. And then the now I have a buddy who goes in the exact opposite direction. Yeah. But I, I would do Jarl's first and then the other one. I think it's called the Longhouse or something like that. Ooh. They're really good, or Tavern, or something like that. One thing I think I've noticed, but I might have just been lucky this year, is that, um, and I don't know if this is like a trend anyone's chasing, or maybe just like an evolution, is like, I think a lot of designers are realizing the importance of a short turn. Yes. Now, like, mm. yes. I've had more games at this con and, and this year come out where I can play at five and not be like, oh, god damn it, we're playing at five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, whereas, and I always go come make in, a sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I always come in with the expectations, like, oh, this is going to suck. But then it starts clicking really fast. Right. Like, I've had more games where I'm not pissed off there's five people at the table yeah. this year than in my entire board game. No, that's game a good observation. Um, yeah. Like, franchise, like, normally you take a game that that's economically focused. I, I, it would it would drag. Oh, yeah, everybody's mathing out. Yeah, it would drag right so bad. But yeah. like, it, it you do like two actions and you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I guess I hadn't noticed <clears throat> that. You said it after that franchise run ended yesterday, though, and you said, "But the turns are really quick, right?" And like, yeah. I guess I hadn't thought about it. But yes, the turns are fascinating. But I saw that with banishing. Like, we were playing with six people, For sure. and it was just take this or don't. And yeah. like, we were still talking out with strategy. There was a lot of player interaction. Right. I think that might be. I don't want to say solved, but like something that is. Uh, even like heavier Euro stuff, like Gugong moves pretty quick and all of the stuff I've seen, and that's, you know, a yeah. pretty heavy, the gift trading economy yeah. of that game is pretty heavy. Like, I wonder if that's, um, you know, you compared to games of like year, years past, right. uh, heavy Euro stuff. Like, Depth it's just has like, not been, it's been bad for speed. But yeah. then you think about, so like Second Chance, Lantern's Dice, um, and maybe this is in line with what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we are playing small stuff, but like even the, but the they're bigger letting, things. They're yeah. letting people take simultaneous actions on turns, yes, which I also think is important. So yeah. like in Lanterns, sure, it's not your turn, so you're not getting to take active player bonuses, but everyone at the table is getting something during your turn, and you can still take side actions, so it feels like you're not sitting and waiting for your turn. Right. Um, and I think that's a good mechanic, because again, I get bored sometimes. For me, and I know I've talked about Scythe too much generally, for me, one of the great things about Scythe is that for as big and deep as it is, turns are fast. For sure. um, you can like cook through a game of scythe, and I've always appreciated that. It doesn't feel like risk that every turn is this like glut on time. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm seeing more and more of that. Yeah, I love that in the design. Yeah, space. you're totally right. Um, any other games themes you want to give a shout out to before we get themes or games? Well, I will say, um, as far as heavy now. This is a game that moves in, I'm going to contradict, not contradict, but I'm going to actually say that's a, you're exactly correct, and that's awesome. Here's a great game that. Those turns can be quite long. Uh, and yeah, that is, I mean, it's not like I'm going to throw out my old game. Yeah, no, no. And that's Pipeline, another Capstone title oh, that I've been it. playing a lot of. I have thought about it. It's, it's, uh, it's the power grid comparisons are not inapt, but not on point. I want to be clear. There's, mm, there's, I do but, not me, love me a power grid. You do or do not? Do not. Do not. Well, it, it has some of the, the, the sloggier features of a power grid. I'm going to okay. be honest with you. Yeah. But it's very innovative in that it produces, it's a heavy economic engine game, but it involves tile laying in order to create your engine. You're wanting to create adjacencies with these sort of tracing pipelines yeah, that looks wind like pipe around. Yeah. yeah, very, very similar, very similar. And that is how you increase your refinement capacity. Uh, and it's interesting too, because it starts eight, six, and four turns on each year. And so your game gets shorter, but your economy gets more efficient. So you can do, it's really, really very gratifying for me. I played it twice now. Probably going to play it a few more times. We're thinking about featuring it for review. And I find it very gratifying 
to get into that last round and be like, all right, yep. now it's cooking, baby. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that just feels yes. really good to me. Wingspan had the same effect for me, which for was sure. you're drafting, you, you have less to do on every turn, but everything you're doing now has more bulk because mm-hmm. it's all comboing together. Yeah. So I like that I'm taking less actions, but I'm getting a lot more yield on them. Yep. I didn't check out pipeline. Had that yeah. late, late terraforming Mars, where I'm just like, cubes, yes. and I can't help but laugh as I yeah, grab a Check it out, check it out, and get your, yeah. get, get, uh, I'd be intrigued to hear what you guys think. I will say, Wingspan's very similar to that, but Wingspan's far more accessible, obviously. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is which is appeal, the reason why you can, you can idiots want to sell it for, or <laughs> buy it. Well, idiots, yeah. buy it. No, right. geniuses yeah. want to sell it for $1,000. Right. Yeah. <laughs> idiots want to buy it for $1,000. Right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, speaking of other games that we've had difficulty finding, we don't have a comment on this game yet. I know you've played it. We finally able were to get copies of Quacks of Quedlinburg. Man, it's been hard to fucking find that game. Yeah, it is hard to find. Uh, Caleb and I waited in line for 40 minutes to be the first in the vendor hall and then and ran over to North Star. And as got if it. They had the only drop of water left in the desert. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but it's good, yeah? Yeah, oh yeah, it's great. It's great. It's a great family accessible game. Uh, we actually played the expansion the other night, um, which adds a lot of is great. Is that the Witches? Of... Yeah, the Witches of Quedlinburg or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Man, um, they don't like making an easy to name. No, they don't. They don't. Well, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it's it's a great family weight game. You're going to have a lot of fun with it. The pressure luck element's very gratifying. Yeah. It's got some really good variability in it. Um, yeah, their, their other game that there's, is coming out from Wolfgang Warsh that North Star is going to be publishing yes. is the... Uh, uh, the 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 Tithen do Tukin to Kukental, I think. No, the Tithen. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The Taverns of Thiel or Thien. Oh. We. I don't know. It's it's a great Wolfgang Warsh game. Really really cool. But it's it's literally for me indecipherable. Like, I cannot. I I I've, I've, I went onto the pronunciation guides and we got some guy to. As I said, anytime I pronounce something wrong. A number of wonderful people sure. reach out to me. And We've tell never me how had to any it. experience. With that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone agrees with everything. It's completely we say all alien. The time yeah, yeah, but it, it's it's a great little game. But the point is, is that it's like it uses it's. He's naming it after some obscure German village, right? And uh, and I, German's just rough for me to get my tongue around. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Reason. Uh, well, that's why we drink on the podcast, just so we can say stuff more yeah. accurately. Yeah, um, oh, and so I'm we sure get better as we go on. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. you guys will very much enjoy Quacks. Um, if you guys see me, if we got a chance, I'll I'll knock a teach out for you. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, that would be awesome. Time. Mm-hmm. But it's a fun little game, and the expansion adds a lot of really neat depth to it. Uh, some se- secret powers you can use and stuff like that. It's really fun. That's awesome. But you'll 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 get ample ample play out of Quacks and really enjoy your purchase. That's great news. Um, hey, thanks so much for joining us. My you want to tell people how they can find Blue Peg Pink Peg? Yeah, uh, you can find Blue Peg Pink Peg at www.bluepegpinkpeg.com. We're on all the social media uh, under the same name: uh, Instagram, Twitter, Board Game Geek, uh, and uh, what's the other one? Facebook. Facebook? I don't, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but our show is. Yeah. Um, and uh, but yeah, we're on all the social media, and uh, and you can check us out on our webpage if you want to search for us on all you know Spotify or Stitcher or iTunes, I, I don't know, I, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the podcast app, I don't know if iTunes exists anymore. But um, but whatever. You can yeah. find us uh, pretty much everywhere. everywhere. Uh, we're a Dice Tower show, so you can also track us down through the Dice Tower's website. Um, but, you know, we uh, we do our thing, and uh, and if you our, our show is long. Um, you know, but you know, your listeners are, you know, they can, they're they used can handle to that. Substantive yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of people that listen to us on, you know, uh, one and a half, which baffles understanding for yeah. me because I talk really, I'm like a micro machine guy. And so uh, <laughs> I, I don't see how anybody understands. However, I will say 
little bonus for you. If you want to hear something great, listen to our podcast on half speed. You will laugh your head off <laughs> because it sounds like we are messed up. Yeah. It's so great. But anyways, um, yeah, so that that's our show. And uh, and I, I got to say, again, such a great pleasure to be on your show. Uh, I love what you guys do. I love everything, your ter- your temperaments, your personalities. You guys have a great thing going. And uh, and I'm very flattered to get a chance to be with you. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My pleasure. This has been the Mix 6 Live from Origins. We'll get this up in a few days so you can hear all about it. And then we'll be doing, dissecting our fun reviews of most of the stuff we've purchased over the next couple of months. It'll take some time, people. <laughs> just work wait. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, hey, if you uh, aren't following us on Twitter, check us out at The Mix 6. You can also find us on Facebook.com. Just look for The Mix 6 Podcast. We've got a Patreon if you want to support us in any way where we've got a ton of bonus content. And you can find us on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks for taking the time. We're going to get back to gaming. Uh, this is The Mix 6 Podcast. I'm Spencer. I'm Caleb. We'll see you next time.